Evan. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Furniture Mart USA, and Fireplace Pros. And as I said before the break, uh, Lewis Drug is turning 82 years old here on February 10th. Quite an accomplishment. If you, uh, whether you need prescriptions or whether you need greeting cards or whether you need groceries or a snowblower or, hey, you know, the snow's all melting. If you're trying to get ahead of spring and get yourself a lawnmower, I probably don't think they have them out. Maybe they got them in the back, but they got everything you'd ever need. So Lewis Drug, your first stop, and in my opinion, your only stop. Kayla Karias joins us here. Kayla, I was skiing last week and made it home in time to watch your game on Saturday. Uh, left a bunch of snow out in Colorado only to come home and see less and less and less as I was driving, and as I, as I got home, it was amazing to see how quickly it was all gone. And I know you're a little ahead of us in Vermilion from Sioux Falls. I lost most of the snow in my yard in the last two or three days. Isn't this just delightful? <laughs> yeah, it definitely feels like an early spring, doesn't it? We had a uh, my my three year old has been outside quite a bit, and we built some some tunnels in the front yard through these snow piles, and those have since collapsed. So he's pretty bummed about that, but I think the rest of us are excited to have the sun shining. Well, it's all a matter of perspective, right? That's right. Yep. We're happy. He's completely, but there's nothing better than making a snow, a tunnel in the snow. I know. It's pretty fun, but you know what? That's, it's okay. Spring and summer are going to bring their own activities too. So we'll see. We'll, I have a feeling we're not out of it yet though. I think you're probably right. Say, I wanted to ask you about this before I forgot. How cool is it to see uh, Megan Vogel get the assistant uh, coaching job with the Phoenix Mercury with former USD Coyote Nate Tibbetts? <laughs> I know. It's pretty awesome. You know, Nate has been great, and um, we've been reaching out and kind of going back and forth with him a little bit. Um, and so that's that's really cool to see that, first of all, that Nate got that position. I think it's more than well-deserved. He's spent a lot of time, um, as we know, here at USC, but also in the NBA and has been looking for his next opportunity. So really cool for him. Um, to be able to get that position. And then, uh, like, yeah, like you said, I think, uh, that was an interesting move. That was, um, you know, surprising. I think when I saw it, when a lot of people saw it, that, that that would be happening, but also makes uh, a lot of sense. And, uh, I wish her well. I think that's a, an awesome next step to be at. And was she, was, she was your coach when you played there, right? At Green Bay? Nope. Nope. She, she came after I left. She did. Okay. I, I was curious what she was like as a coach, because as a player, she was always one of my favorites. I mean, she would, like, dive through. The, the way I always describe Megan is she would dive through the scorer's table head first to save a ball and then get mad at the scorer's table on the way up because it was there. <laughs> that sounds about right from what I know about her. But, yeah, didn't have the, the privilege of, of having her as a coach. So I've just I've known her just as kind of a colleague, coaching colleague, um, for a few years. And, um, yeah, like we said, I think it's a, a great opportunity for anybody. So how's it how's it settling in uh, for you? How long does it take to get comfortable with a program and start feeling like it's your team as the head coach? <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough question. You know, there's a, a lot of things in year two here that you feel more established with. So you're, you've got, like, at least the parameters of what you want your culture to look like, what you want your recruiting to look like, how you prepare for games. Uh, you know, and that's, that's, there's all a lot of decisions that have to be made your first year and you're trying to figure so much out on the fly. 
uh, especially when it's your first head coaching job. But um, really, really thankful for the staff that I had my first year. And then there were a couple of changes. So I brought in a couple of new staff members here this year. But, um, I, you know, I rely on them a lot. And I think it's important to be able to do that. We all have different backgrounds and different ideas. And I definitely consider myself a collaborative coach. And so you, if you come to a practice, it's not only my voice that you're going to hear all the time. I think our coaches have great um, insight into things and they can teach things differently. And um, it's up to the leader of the program to really tap into that and empower them to be able to share that information. And I, I enjoy it too. I, I learn from them every single day too. And so, um, you know, from that perspective, you feel like you're, you're more settled in that way. Obviously with, with recruiting, it takes a little bit of time because at least for women's basketball, we recruit players really young. So there's, um, it, it's not a surprise at all it, that I would have a, a seventh or eighth grader on my list that I'm going to watch in July and, uh, you build those relationships really early. You start recruiting really early, but you have to know what you're looking for too, and what your style is going to be, what your program is going to look like, and um, it, it all just takes time. And I think it's an ongoing thing. You know, it's not it's not out. It's not going to be like okay, by year three, we're going to have everything up and running the exact way that we want it to go. I think this profession is ever changing. The NCAA is ever changing, oh, yeah. and you just have to adapt right along with it. Yeah, the transfer portal in NIL has just, just thrown kind of a, a loop into college coaching. And it, it sounds, I was reading an article yesterday saying a lot of college football coaches are jumping to the NFL so they don't have to deal with that anymore. It's not shocking to me. You know, well, we saw a lot of, let's talk about men's college basketball and see how Coach Krzyzewski and Roy Williams and uh, Jay Wright from Villanova all got out of it here within the last couple of years too because uh, their, their old ways of the way we used to recruit and, uh, you know, the, that the fact that money wasn't really a part of it, or at least wasn't supposed to be a part of it, right? For right. some of those guys, um, they've, they've all decided to retire and to move on. And, um, it, it's just become a very different game. And if, uh, you're not willing to adapt to it, you fall behind. That's just the reality of it. So, um, it doesn't shock me the same that's happening with, with football. Football is a whole different animal from what women's basketball is dealing with, but it has. It's, You know, I actually feel like I, I came into this position at a really good time because some of these rules and, and changes to the NCAA are brand new for everybody, and we're all trying to adjust at the same time. And um, and that it's been a challenge in a lot of ways, but I think there's there's some good that comes out of it too. Yeah, I was actually talking to someone, a, a, a friend of mine, watching our granddaughters play basketball on Saturday, and he was talking about a specific college athlete. I'm not going to talk about the sport or anything else. And and apparently this college athlete is, like, doing phenomenal as a freshman. And his only comment to me was to tell – he said uh, – he told the coach of this athlete, keep her away from the transfer portal. Because, <laughs> you know, that just – that's and I, I was sad that he had to make that comment because it's very true. Well, it is, and it's especially true when you look at our level, at, at the mid-major level. When you find um, a player early on, you recruit them for a couple years, and, and maybe they got looked over by some – let's compare that to the Power 5 schools. And you spend the time developing them. You're the one who believed in them, and you give them an opportunity. And soon enough, after a couple of years, they're really starting to prove themselves, or they're putting up big numbers, and they're really helping your team win. Um, it, it's it's very normal now when spring rolls around and your season ends for coaches to be uh, sitting on pins and needles yep. waiting for uh, decisions to be made by student athletes. And 
and, and to see if, if other schools are showing interest. So it, it's really hard. At the same time, it just puts more of a, an emphasis on developing your culture and making sure that you're building relationships with these players and you're not treating them like professional athletes. Although I feel like it's, it has a feel to that now at some levels, but in our level, it's, it's still so much about do you, do you fit here? Like, this isn't just about scoring 30 points a game. This is about, is this the, the right place for you? Are you going to get a great education here? Do you find a family here away from your family? Because we spend a lot of time together. Are you going to learn? Are you going to grow here? Not just as a basketball player, but as a person. And um, it's really, it's at least forced me to look at that a different way and pour way more time and efforts especially in the offseason, to culture building and team building and making sure that every player knows they're valued here. And just because you don't score 30 a game, uh, it doesn't mean that you're not valued and we, we don't appreciate your help. And, and then you, you hope that when spring comes around that they remember those things, that they feel strongly about this place and that uh, they want to stay here and, and continue to build it and see it through. Kayla Karius is our guest. She's the head basketball coach for the USD Women They've won 16 games so far this year, having a nice second season under her leadership. I, I was worried about uh, Grace I, I just because she was so good so fast and was so apparent she was going to be, you know, she was going to be the star of your team. Uh, but I, in talking with her in the in the uh, media day that we had up in Sioux Falls before the season even started, uh, we just had a delightful time, and it was so much fun to find out she has really grown into her leadership role, which she never could have imagined herself being in, um, and, and stuff like that, where where someone can grow personally, not even necessarily as a basketball player, but as a person and become more of a leader, uh, because she almost kind of had to, but she accepted it, and now she's clearly doing a great job at it. That's the kind of thing that's got to be really reward, rewarding for you because that's that's the kind of culture you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I think you make a good point. You know, her freshman year, she was a standout player but was um, coming off of the bench, and, and I don't say that as a bad thing. She just had a smaller role than she has now, and she was still some at least six over the years. So she did a lot of good things for the team that went to the Sweet 16, and that what a great experience for her to get out on the floor and be a part of. And then you look at her sophomore year and, and look at what we had remaining. And uh, not only were we rebuilding that program without any starters returning from the previous year, but then we lost five more players to season-ending injuries last year. And really, we're finishing most of the season with eight players. And uh, that's, uh, that's a hard. It's a hard thing to go through. So when you have uh, a player like her, you rely on her quite a bit. When you you only have eight players and the scoring is really at a minimum, uh, the ball was in her hands uh, quite a bit. It was trying to find opportunities for her to score, letting her be aggressive and giving her the green light. And now you look at the next year here, her junior year, and one of our goals in the offseason as a staff was really to put more scoring pieces around her uh, because there became a time second half of conference play last year where teams were just completely t- trying to take her out of the game and uh, really denying her or forcing her to give up the ball constantly and, and just forcing other people to beat them. And we had a hard time with that, quite uh, quite frankly, because she's just so talented. And so it was, it was up to us to really put more scoring threats around her and make sure that um, people respected everybody else on the floor to give her a little bit more space to work. In turn, because of that, her shooting percentage has gone up from the floor. Uh, her three-point field goal percentage has gone up. She's turning the ball over a little bit less. 
and uh, you're putting her in a better spot for that. But I love what you said about her leadership. I think I have the luxury of working with this player and this person every single day and um, love seeing how much she's grown, love um, how she's willing to grow, how she asks questions and is, how do I, how do I connect with this player? How do I make our team better in this area? And um, that, if you would have met her her freshman year or talked with her in an interview, for example, her freshman year and, and do it again here this year and compare the two, it's not even close. She handles herself with so much more confidence. She can speak better in front of crowds. Uh, that's all the growth and development we're talking about. That, those are the things that are happening with our players that they don't even realize. They think they're just here to play basketball. <laughs> and in a lot of respects, they, that, that's what they do. That, but that's not who they are. They're growing as people while they're here. And we're trying to put them in situations to help them do that. I think she has a very bright future ahead of her. I, I would agree 100%. I, like I said, it was really fun to see her sort of come out of her shell uh, this year and how much she has progressed in that in that facet of things. You talked about wanting to put more players around her, which makes a ton of sense. Clearly you've done that because you've got some players. Kendall Holmes sticks out obviously right away, but you've, you've got probably on a given night where it used to be that Grace Larkins was your leading scorer. She led in assists. She led in steals. She might have led in rebounds. To me, I told her she was like a Larry Bird. That was the biggest compliment I could give her, and she was like, really? I said, yeah. That's, that's, there you go. You just got that from Mark. Um, but, but you've got some, you've got a whole lot more talent around her. Obviously, you got to feel that that makes your team just that much better because they can't, they can't double and triple team Grace Larkins anymore. Right. No question. I think Kendall's one we definitely should talk about. She was a transfer we brought in from DePaul who has two seasons left. Um, so here we go talking about the transfer portal. I mean, actually, last year I was a fan of it because we, we lost zero we needed kids. needed it. The, well, we did, but we also lost zero kids to the portal. And we were one of 16 schools in the country to not have a kid go into the portal wow. out of 360-plus uh, Division One schools. And so um, I think that's a big deal. And then we picked up two really, really good kids that are, are not only great people, but they really fit here in what we're trying to do. So Kendall, at this point, is shooting about 36% from the three-point line. Um, she's she's handling herself really well. She's our second-leading scorer in conference play. Um, there's just so many good things that she's adding. Um, at this point, she's third in the conference in, in three-pointers made uh, throughout the season. And um, just tremendous leadership as far as uh, especially I give her a ton of credit for, for ending games. There's nobody that we want the, the, the ball in the hands more of than Kendall. She's shooting – 83% from the free throw line in conference play and um, just somebody you rely on to make the right decisions when the game um, is getting tight at the end, especially. And that's her experience. She played three years in the Big East. You know, it's, it's not easy going up against Marquette and Creighton and UConn all the time. And uh, she handled it uh, really well and now has brought that experience to us. And then Tori DePerry is the other one we should talk about. And Tori is our grad transfer. She was a Division II player at Saginaw Valley State. Um, in Michigan and uh, went into the transfer portal looking for somewhere to complete a master's program that they did not offer. And so that's kind of another good part about the portal. These kids, especially with their COVID year, um, could go and pursue a master's degree that they really want and that they can use in the future. And uh, Tori's our fourth leading scorer 
and uh, third-leading rebounder. And so she has given us just great minutes. This is a tough player. This is a blue-collar player, somebody who is really fun to watch because um, she just doesn't take plays off. She has really added that piece to our team. And just last weekend we got to honor her with uh, Native American Heritage Day, or I should say two weekends ago when we played Kansas City. Um, she is from the Ojibwe tribe in Wisconsin, uh, but the, with the Lakota tribe being uh, pretty local here, we had the Lakota um, people come in and, and do an anthem for us before the game. They um, played the drums, and there was incredible dancing. So I heard at halftime. It wasn't a part of it. But um, dancing and, and uh, the, the uh, dresses that they wore and everything homemade, you know, it's just it, we were able to shine a light on her culture, and she really thought that was amazing. We, we love sharing that with her, too. Kayla Karius is our guest here, the USD women's basketball coach. So back to Saturday, you lead, you get off to a great start, you lose the game. It just the second quarter, things just kind of went the wrong way. What do you learn from a game like that with with a team that's still coming together to some degree? Yeah, there's a lot of takeaways from it. I love the way we started the game, up 15-7 after the first quarter, really clamped down on defense, uh, really jumped on them early, and uh, stuck with our game plan, which was a really great thing for our uh, – I consider us a young team. It was great for us to, to have is that belief in, okay, here's the plan, and we know we're going to go out and execute it and start the right way. So love the confidence we have against uh, a team like that. It's uh, Of course, everyone knows it's a rivalry game, but uh, it, there's just something else to it. You know, it puts a little bit more on it, especially for our South Dakota local players. They just really want to win that game, even a little bit extra um, more than the other ones. And so – I love the confidence we have and the fearlessness we have going into those games. We're not we're not starting out slow. We're not uh, taking a half to wake up. Uh, you know, we we just were able to jump out right away. That's a really good thing. Talk about second quarter, but even at halftime, we're sitting there going, "Okay, we're down four <laughs> against the best defensive team in the conference against a team that has lost one uh, league game in three years, I believe it is." And uh, it's a really it's an established program and a really tough team that has had a lot of carryover and a lot of t- uh, players stay there consistently. So. We're not in the same spot. You know, we're, we're looking at this is our second year as a coaching staff. This is a lot of new players on our roster. Uh, the longevity piece, I think it, it makes a difference. And so love the way we started, love the way we hung together. Yeah, I think there's certain moments of the game where you wish you'd make a couple more shots or wish you would um, be able to take away some of the things that they were doing. Plenty to learn from. We went back to the film and we've spent time here this week cleaning some things up. It, it certainly keeps us hungry, adds fuel to the fire because we have a lot of conference games left, and we're just trying to be our best selves here in about a month when we reach the Summit League tournament. Right. Well, that's the goal, is to be playing your best at the right time of the year. So um, what do you got this week? We play at Denver on Thursday, and then we do not play over the weekend. Okay. That's odd, just to have the one game. It's kind of nice, a nice little break. It comes at a good time. You know, we everybody's uh, experiencing two uh, buys is what you would call them. Sometimes it's a buy on a Saturday and sometimes on a Thursday. We've had both buys on Saturdays. So uh, love the routine of the week and then love being able to this weekend um, get a little bit more time to give our players to, you know, to rest. I think it's, it's extremely important at this time of the year that they stay mentally fresh almost more than anything. That's hard to do when you're a coach and you just feel like there's so much stuff we need to work on. And all we want to do is be in the gym. Uh, that's that's all good too. But uh, being fresh, being um, healthy, and that's physically and mentally is important too. I was going to say bring your skis with you because they got another foot and a half after I left. But you probably don't want your players skiing. I'd rather not, Mark. I'd rather <laughs> not. I think we should keep them out of the ER as long as possible. Here. All right. 
All right, then I I just thought it. I didn't encourage it. Right? <laughs> it it is relaxing. I will say that, but yeah, I can imagine, especially on the weekend. All right, well, uh, we'll talk soon. Uh, congrats on the season thus far, and uh, get some get some much much needed uh, rest and relaxation over the weekend. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Mark. Thank Appreciate you. I, thanks, Kayla. Buying a new truck for your farm or ranch is all about the bottom line. At Billion Fleet Farm and Ram Commercial Business Link, we know that better than anyone. We have the experience, selection, and industry-exclusive pricing and incentives to help you with your bottom line. Plus, new Ram trucks have been named Motor Trend Truck of the Year for the third year in a row. To see if you qualify for fleet pricing on a new Ram, call 888-531-1013 or go to billionauto.com slash fleet. For those who don't like to be still. For those with things to do and the drive to get them done. For those in search of a partner to help make it happen, there's a bank. A bank that listens, acts, and impacts all things right here. Dakota Bank. Go with experience. Go with teamwork. Go with integrity. For banking, insurance, mortgage, and trust. Dakota Bank. Here for you. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Insurance and trust services. Not FDIC insured. Your joints are your connection points, and when they hurt, they stop you from moving freely. That's why at Sanford Health, our board-certified orthopedics and sports medicine experts are ready to help you safely restore your movement and relieve your pain with same-day joint replacement surgery options. These minimally invasive surgeries come with less risk and allow you to have a comfortable recovery at home. You don't need a referral to get started. Schedule a consultation today at SanfordHealth.org. Advanced Thompson Vision, we change lives by creating vision every day. Everybody used to laugh at me if I didn't have four pair of glasses on my hat. I would have broken ones in my purse. I struggled. I had cataract and LASIK surgery done. From when you walk in, the greeting to the receptionist, to each person that works with you, it's just over-the-top wonderful. I'm so thankful every day. Download our free cataract checklist at VanceThompsonVision.com. What part of your home likely gets used at least four times a day? What do people see first when they arrive at your home? In both cases, it's probably your garage door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls offers durable, dependable, stylish doors. And will match any competitor's price on a comparable door. Overhead Door Company of Sioux Falls, now celebrating 55 years in Sioux Falls, plus offices in Aberdeen and Watertown. Find us at OverheadDoorSD.com. That's OverheadDoorSD.com. Penny Kleindienst is an interior designer. So when Eric and Becky Roskop hired Simply Perfect to update their dream home, she knew where to turn. The experts at Fireplace Pros have a wide variety of heat and glow and heat later fireplaces to choose from. And they hit a home run with a contemporary fireplace they chose together. They always help me come up with the perfect fireplace that makes all the difference in the way a home looks and feels. Our gas fireplaces and inserts from Heat and Glow and Heatilator are the best in the business. You can stop in and see the region's largest showroom or visit us on the web at fireplaceprofessionals.com and get a virtual tour. We have almost 100 Heat and Glow and Heatilator models on display and even more in stock. If you ever need advice, just call 339-0775 or better yet, stop in and see us. We're Fireplace Pros, 1217 West 41st Street, Sioux Falls. Just like Becky and Eric, you're going to love the way your home feels. Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sanford Health. 
Vance Thompson Vision, Dakota Bank, and Comfort King. And welcome back to Calling All Sports, heard on 15 stations in three states. That's South Dakota, Minnesota, and Iowa. We are sure glad to have you with us. If you miss a show that you want to go back and listen to, all you got to do is go to our website, which is Calling All Sports SD for South Dakota, callingallsportssd.com. Just go to the website, and there's an archive section. You can go back and listen to any show you want from as far back as years back. I think the first few months aren't there. Uh, but aside from that, almost everything is over the course of the last 13 and a half years. Actually, more than that. It's going on. It's really getting close to 14. Early May is our 14th anniversary. So anyway, I, I got something I'm really excited about. The Arby's fish is back. You know, when I went skiing, I stopped at Arby's on the way out. I stopped at Arby's on the way back. There's a couple of places where you can get gas and also get Arby's all in one fell swoop and uh, you talk about a dream stop there you go so anyway arby's fish is back a crispy fish fillet with shredded lettuce and tartar sauce on a toasted sesame bun that's now through easter the fried mac and cheese bites are back and the brisket uh, the brisket bacon brisket bacon beef and cheddar is thinly sliced oven roasted beef and smoked Brisket topped with bacon, cheddar cheese sauce, and red ranch sauce served on a toasted onion roll. How good does that sound? Yikes. Uh, and by the way, uh, now through Easter, $2 or two for $6. Mix and mash fish and roast beef. I can't talk today. Mix and match fish or roast beef, two for $6. Arby's got the meats. Arby's has the treats. And they are there for you no matter what. I love the fact that I was able to stop twice on my way out to Colorado, and I always do that. Hope you enjoyed the show today. We're going to do it again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Calling All Sports. Today's show was brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug, Fireplace Pros, Sanford Health, Dakota Bank, Dakota Beverage, Vance Thompson Vision, Corey Insurance, Furniture Mart USA, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, the South Dakota Golf Association, Houston Speedway, Comfort King, and Corey and the Fireflies.